With technology, tools and the way we work transforming rapidly, how can a modern talent acquisition function evolve to be fit for the future? I'm Hamish Coots, and you're listening to Talent Talks, brought to you by SEEK. James Elliott is the General Manager of Talent Acquisition at the Commonwealth Bank of Australia and oversees a team of talent professionals that manage hiring and mobility for the 52,000 strong workforce. He joined me at the desk at the Australasian Talent Conference 2019 to discuss how talent acquisition teams, big or small, can get ahead of the game and harness technology, attract the highly contested skills they need to hire for and set their organisations up for success now and into the future. James Elliott, General Manager of Talent Acquisition at the Commonwealth Bank of Australia. What were you talking about this morning? I was talking about uh, how we take our function to the next level of performance and how we get ourselves ready for the future of work. And when we talk about the future of work, I'm often fascinated. Is the future of work, is it really in the future or or is it here now? Absolutely. Pieces are here now, for sure. I mean, when we think about the future, you know, we're setting ourselves up to be fit for the future. We're thinking about the type of work people do, very heavily focused on digital data, the skills that people need in the organisation to deliver that are different to the past and we've seen demand increase in that area. Like how people work, more agile, iterative work, the types of people we're bringing in and the way they work is changing the way we have to work to respond to that. Sure. And then we're seeing a lot of change in TA technology too and that, you know, we're, we're having to actually adapt and look at how we can get ahead of the game and you know, harness some of that right now because it's coming, it's coming really quickly. So there's a range of great themes and we'll, we'll touch on a lot of that. But I'm really wondering about future fitting a high performing talent acquisition team. How do you go about that? And, and that seems like a, a monstrous project and something with massive ramifications for a business, particularly like CBA. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're, we're a big function. Strategy is about choices. There's so many things you can go after, you know, in terms of tools, technology, where we invest our time. And so we, we had to make a few choices. Yeah. Where we really landed was, uh, you know, thinking about how we're going to have a, a, you know, a really strong brand to attract the highly contested skills we need to hire in the future. Sure. We're thinking about how we break down the architecture of jobs and think more about skills and jobs and how we organize our function around trying to find critical skills. You know, we need to invest in internal talent too. Like how do we better use the amazing skills and capabilities we've got internally? We've got some great disciplines to sort of build talent pools and map markets and, you know, know what's going on externally. And, yeah. you know, we've, you know, we as a lot of TA functions have, you know, kind of missed the trick a little bit with thinking about our internal talent pool and how we better find and, and apply some of those disciplines we've, you know, we've all learned over the years for external recruiting back into our internal function as well. So what does success look like in the future of talent acquisition? And what are the, some of the, the key attributes and themes, if you like, that will underpin success, I guess, from Commonwealth Bank's point of view? But I'd love you to think a bit more broadly around the industry as well. As with any TA function, success for us is right person in the right job at the right time. And to some degree at the right price, because anything's achievable with infinite resources. Sure. And you know, none of us yeah. are living in that world. That ultimately is our measure of success. I mean, we've just got to find better ways to get the right people into the organisation, you know, into the right job. That's got harder externally. The skills we're going after, the you know, they're really highly contested skill sets. We're mm. up against companies with very strong brands and reputations. If we can mobilise our internal talent and move people around internally more effectively, it has some other business drivers. Higher engagement, lower attrition, better career experiences for our people so we develop them faster and actually equip all of our people to work in a more sort of cross-functional, agile environment which we're trying to achieve. What are some of those skill sets that you're hiring for now that you know you weren't five, ten years ago or even, even perhaps even shorter? They coined that phrase, the future's already here, it's just unevenly distributed. These are skill sets that we already have always been hiring for but demand has gone up dramatically. So anyone involved in data, engineering, analytics, 
digital customer experiences. Those are skill sets that the demand for has gone up exponentially. Customer experience, behavioral scientists, people that we need to build a, you know, all our digital platforms and be effective. And then on top of that technical capability, the need for people with the right soft skills, people that understand human-centered design, can build empathy, can translate what a machine needs to understand in the world of humans, you know, sure. and how you build relationships, how you build experiences digitally that engage and excite people. As we've got more technical and more specialized, you will require people to work across teams and you know, in collaborative teams. The ability to build empathy and collaborate has become you know, exponentially more important. We had to start thinking about how do we codify that, how do we measure that, and then how do we move and promote the people that can demonstrate those skills. You know, of all those soft skills, leadership would be the biggest one. Sure. Working in an organization where we've got distributed teams, virtual teams, different types of work are all in one scrum. The ability to lead through that and lead through transformation becomes really, really important. And so those are the skills that are in demand. And certainly all the research I see is if you want to be fit for the future from a career point of view, it's those skills that are going to be the differentiator. Obviously, you've got that enormous talent pool of people that you're sitting there. There must be a challenge for your organization as well. Do some people have been entrenched within the organization and have set about a certain way of doing things and probably quite successfully to future fit them for these skills to progress forward must be a really great challenge again for the organisation. Yeah, I mean, and daunting for an employee. You know, you, we, because we're such a big organisation, you can't possibly see all the career paths available to you. It's hard to navigate your way around the world of work. We've got a, a responsibility to make that easier for our employees. And we have a need to do it from a TA point of view because we need to find this talent, but we also need to help people understand where the world of work's going and where they need to skill and reskill and upskill. It all comes back down to data and enabling some of this with technology. But absolutely, I mean, a big focus for us is you know, how do we build those experiences for our employees where they can actually navigate that world of work and, sure. and understand where their skill gaps are and where we need to serve up the right learning as well. Yeah. So it feels like taking that in isolation, that talent acquisition and the role that it plays within a business is, is now really, really crucial, perhaps more so than ever. How does the talent organisation fit into an organisation now in the future if an organisation is to be truly successful? A few years ago, I was reading a lot and seeing a lot of people talking about recruiting being marketing and reducing recruiting down to being really, really good at you know, finding people and selling a brand message. And, and I think we've, we've probably matured a bit since then and I think there's a better understanding that actually recruiting is the centre of talent and it's centre of talent management. Our role is to sort of be that intersection point between a great brand, a great customer and recruiting experience, a great employee experience, and understanding capabilities now and the future and being able to help our employees and help the organisation make that leap from where we are now to where we need to be in the future. And so we, we, we've got this kind of really important translation role to play between a strategic workforce plan mm. and our people and how they want to learn and how they want to develop. And that, you know, it's a really interesting place to be at the moment. In your bank, Commonwealth Bank, obviously, you, know, you have access to a lot of data. How do you actually mine your way through that data and actually find stuff that's useful as opposed to, I guess, looking through a heap of data that may lead you to, a, to no conclusion at all? So if we think about strategy, you know, strategy is yep. about choices. Where do we want to focus? And then once you've made those choices, how do we know we're actually delivering what we set out to achieve? And so understanding what success looks like. So for a talent acquisition function, success inevitably is did we get the right person mm. in the right role at the right time? You know, how quickly did we do it? Did they perform? You know, so there's a whole bunch of data that we need to actually measure to check that we're achieving those strategies. But you know, think about what the enablers for that, where data gets really interesting is how do you decompose the DNA of a job and you understand the skills in that job 
when you can use data to inform some of those conversations, you can start saying, seeing where adjacencies are between roles and skills and start understanding where you know, job A actually could very easily lead to job B. And as you start doing that, you can actually get a much better view of the workforce. It enables you to workforce plan and it enables you to uh, mobilize talent around the workforce and actually get people upskilling and reskilling. So the, the anatomy of the data and structuring data, you know, for most people, deeply unsexy work <laughs> and very hard work is absolutely the enabler for a talent function in the future. And so we're investing a lot of time in that at the moment. Let's swing about and talk about technology. I guess there's two areas I'd, I'd love to touch on, but starting with particularly around artificial intelligence. Interested to see where does AI sit in your business strategy and some of the successes and even challenges that you're having. I spoke earlier today around leveraging technology and putting brackets cautiously. I think there's some bold claims we made for AI that, you know, we feel we'll get there, but we're you know, not there yet. But where can it make a difference? Certainly around robotic process automation, workflow, moving people from A to B without needing to click buttons. We're spending a fair bit of time you know, trying to enhance the recruiter experience through automating some of those workflows. Where we've invested a lot of time is actually around selection. We get about quarter of a million, third of a million candidates a year that come to us. A number of those are for jobs that we hire in very high volumes. Yes. So we have huge data sets where we can actually decompose that data set and say, well, what, what is it that's driving performance? What's driving attrition? You know, why people choose to stay? Being very cautious around making sure there's no adverse impact with some of those technologies because mm. we know that there's a bunch of bias baked into you know, old organisations and we have to be careful we don't just bake in new bias. We've made a fair bit of progress in automating a lot of our selection processes and so what that's enabled us to do is to actually remove recruiters from some of the more mundane tasks around selection, scheduling interviews, phone screening you know, and spend far more time at the, the high value end of the funnel with the, the, the smaller collection of candidates that we think are our best prospects coaching them, setting them up for success as they go to an assessment centre, coaching our hiring managers to recruit for the right things, to, to understand their own unconscious biases, hire the best performers. And so we've applied some of that technology, you know, we've, when we're very cautious around a good digital experience as well, but we've seen very good NPS uh, candidate satisfaction results as, uh, you know, from some of the applications that we've applied. We're seeing hiring managers a lot more satisfied. Our throughput's about 30% faster. And in some cases, we've actually removed the hiring manager completely from that process okay. because we've yeah. had such a high degree of trust in what we've been able to deliver. And highly skilled recruiters with good judgment, they're actually being empowered to make some of the hiring decisions themselves. And that, yeah. that's a you know, huge efficiency win for us, but it also speaks volumes for the, the quality of our recruiters and the confidence in the functions. You mentioned before the huge amount of applications that you get, and obviously mm. everyone is, is talking, or I think everyone should be talking around candidate care, candidate experience, and, and the other side of it, candidate is customer. And obviously for a bank of your size, that is very much the case. I'd love to get your thoughts on what you're doing in that space and how top of mind and how that is for you when you're thinking about your operation as well? Yeah, look, I mean, it is, is core, so I've been working on for a long time. One of the huge double-edged swords we've got is, you know, as a bank, we serve 10 million Australians. So at least 70%, it varies, you know, over time, but 70% at least of our candidates are, are actual CBA customers. You know, there's an opportunity and a threat with that. The opportunity is it gives us a really powerful lever to talk to hiring managers around treating the customer who we feel that the customer is our candidate, by the way, as opposed to the hiring manager, mm. with care and the impact that a poor experience can have on that person's uh, you know, inclination to use CBAs, products and services. But we've had to spend a fair bit of time educating hiring managers on that. We're by no means there yet. But when we track NPS, we understand what people like, what candidates like, what they don't. 
how that impacts their perception of our brand. It's been it's helped us unpick some of that and actually influence the leaders around how to treat candidates with the right care. We spent a few years on our own candidate charter and the recruiters' activity, treating candidates with respect, giving them something back that they value, respecting their time, giving them opportunity to show their best through the process. The next evolution for us is how do we build a whole of business recruiting culture? That seamless experience from when the recruiter leaves the candidate and they move to the hiring manager and the interview and the assessment centre, they actually are treated with the same degree of care as the function is invested in. And how do you do that? I mean, you touched on coaching before. Is that really probably the, the, the most logical way to attack that problem? Yeah, absolutely. So, so training, training the hiring manager. You know, we, we have online learning now and, you know, the, the candidate care is a key element of that and helping understand the importance of a recruitment experience, you know, it's in one of the top 10 life events for a person is changing jobs. I mean, it's one of the things that's, you know, a significant life event. Yeah. So the helping hiring managers understand that, helping them understand what we need them to deliver to ensure we get the candidate over the line. But as I say, it's, it's part of it's about, you know, helping them understand that actually, hey, these guys coming through this process, they're actually CBA customers. Yeah. Um, you, you, we need to do the right thing by these guys too. What is your really big priorities in the next two, three years in the business? So it's definitely one of them, for yeah. sure. We're not satisfied where we're at. We think we've made some headway, but that, that's certainly one of them. I'd say this, this conversation we've had around internal talent is probably the biggest one for us. You know, how do we better mobilise, deploy, help people know where they need to spend their time to reskill, upskill as we go through a lot of transformation? Um, and then it's leveraging technology. You know, how do we really make the most of what's out there, stay ahead of the game, so that we can actually be on the front foot and be really influential in the organisation and, and set the organisation up for success. Obviously, a lot of people listen to this podcast will be perhaps starting off their career in talent acquisition as well and be at various levels. What advice would you give to them to actually prepare themselves to be ready to be a successful recruiter as we move into the future of work? If I was starting out my career in recruiting, mm. um, you know, I, I think the most important thing to be conscious of is, you know, People buy from people. Recruiting is an intrinsically human experience. And so the value that I bring as a recruiter is the ability to build relationships. Now, that's not enough, but it's really important. If we're really going to deliver, to be fit for the future, we are going to have to spend a whole bunch more time thinking about diversity, thinking about talent, how we move talent around organisations more effectively. So becoming more skilled across an HR function, really understanding what good quality talent management looks like is, is probably the other big one for me starting off in the career in recruiting at the moment. James Elliott, thank you so much for your time at Poppy White Talent Talks. Thanks very much. Great to be here. That was James Elliott, General Manager of Talent Acquisition at the Commonwealth Bank of Australia. To hear more Talent Talks, head to insightsresources.seek.com.au. I'm Hamish Kurtz.